Yo. Welcome. You know what I mean? Um, Dry Clean Only Pod, episode one. It's your boy Femi first. Man, it's been a long time coming. Um, trials and tribulations with this, I swear. But uh, we definitely got it right this time. You know, uh, Dry Clean Only. I definitely just want to shout out everybody who's been uh, helping me get this in order and uh, helping me get this out. Uh, shout out to Brandon at uh, Guitar Center, my man. I was up there three, four times just trying to make sure all the chords and everything match. But uh, we here. So I'm really happy to be here. You know, Dry Clean Only is just a conversation just about style and, you know, how your style has influenced you and, you know, influenced others around you and just, you know, built more of a community, you know. So that's what it is. But today I got a special guest with me, my boy E10. Yo, let's not uh, forget the uh, the countless hours spent on YouTube trying to make sure that, that is, you get that this is very correct, true. So. I got I must <laughs> shout out YouTube, uh, YouTube University. Facts. YouTube has helped me fix cars and equipment and sometimes relationships. But we we not we gonna we gonna keep that yeah, one. We'll, we'll hold. We that gonna one. keep that one to ourselves most definitely. But uh, Ethan, bro, man, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here, bro. I mean, it's an honor to be on the podcast. <laughs> first episode too that's huge yeah most definitely uh so yeah let's i mean let's get into it man i mean we we've been i mean you've been one of my best friends since uh college yeah, yeah. basically yeah so uh you know it's, it's funny how we met um i sometimes you gotta plug in the memories of uh you know where exactly it was yeah but, and i think that like the whole story of how we met is kind of uh crazy and it also ties into like perfectly with the podcast too um let's turn back the clocks it's uh what 2023 now we're going back to uh fall semester 2017 at harold washington right right Sh- shout out city colleges of chicago facts. one time <laughs> <laughs> definitely bringing people together for right, real right doing um, this job right facts <laughs> um i think uh it was probably closer to like midterms um i'm in the library studying because the way that i took my college classes i try to like keep them all like within like a few hour time frame that way i could like go to school stay at school finish whatever i needed to get done and then go, go to home. work yeah or yeah, yeah exactly go, go to, to work, work. Yeah. um i think at that point i was still doing like 40 hours a week and then still taking like five classes like 16 17 credits okay. crazy all right um but back to how we met so i'm in the library studying for god knows what um and here comes femi out of nowhere i got headphones on you guys know me like i always stay listening to music especially like if i'm in public spaces like i like to be like kind of in my own zone so i'm listening to music dude walks up to me taps me on the shoulder he got a piece of paper with some names on it and uh i don't know if it was for Still to this day, I don't think we've ever like talked about right, it or right. discussed well, like what it, it actually is. Here, here it is, you know, because I, I got to let them know I'm a, you know, a true academic and uh, definitely for the people being on the to podcast. Them. But I was running for uh, a Senate seat uh, at Harold Washington's student government. Um, so okay, yeah, so I not def- far off of like what I thought it was. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but right, I didn't know Femi at all at the time. Like, it's not like we had classes together. Um, but he asked me to just like sign like to give him like the vote of confidence on this sheet. And um, yeah, I was just kind of like, sure, bro. Like, 
that's cool yeah. like i'm fine with it um just like sign and get out of my face kind of <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not about to deny nobody um and you know if it makes you feel any better i don't know if you won or not but oh I yeah i definitely got that seat okay yeah you know, i didn't vice vote president, for vice president of uh of what was it fitness club as well you know i i, I do this good job family. I do this, numbers man. but you know i'm on my barack stuff right here <laughs> you know what i mean i'm on my barack shit well, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't vote for anybody else. Nobody else came it's up all, to it's me. It's all up. It's I, all up. I had to vote for my man off the confidence, just walking up to off somebody the random. Yeah, the strength, exactly. man. Um. So yeah, and then fast forward uh, a couple months later, January 2018, um, we're in an economics class, I believe it was. I believe so. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So economics class at Harold Washington, and um we ended up having like the same class and we kind of like recognized each other like right. very like loosely like oh you look familiar type right but then um you know we did the the classic inspection of fits basically yeah i did like kind of see like yeah. all right let me peep game like what is you know right if i'm gonna be friends with this person he can't be you know some bum off the street like yeah, you gotta yeah, have yeah. some flash shit on so it's, it's funny the way i remember it this is actually how i remember us meeting i mean i do you know when you told me a while back i was like yeah that that was me who came up to you but the way i remember it was just the jw anderson converse had just released like the glittery ones um and i'm walking in class when i'm on and i hear somebody yell out yo nice w uh nice jw anderson's or i see with the jw anderson's on and i look back and this is tall ass motherfucker right here and i'm like (laughs) I'm like, what he know about that? You know what I mean? And then it's funny enough, like the the friendship just, you know, based off me wearing, you know, getting fly with the J.W. Anderson and it, it inspired, you know, into becoming one of the best relationships I've had and one of the best friends that I've uh, made. So game know. recognized game. Yeah, Let's facts. Just say that. Real recognized real, especially when they facts. wearing the real. You know and what I, I mean? Think, um, what's it called? So for those of you guys that do know me, um, what it was like not even like two months after femi and i had like really like met and started like kind of kicking it after class and shit um i ended up moving out to hawaii and we'd really only known each other for two years or two years two months at that point like really known each other right and we managed to stay in touch the whole four years that i was out there right and then coming back to the city like now i've been back in the city since like officially i'd say like september for real Right. Um, of now last that you year. now that you found stable living, yeah, <laughs> stable living got some foot, some footing. Um, but yeah, and it's just kind of like crazy to see like the, like I guess like the support system and like kind of you know like a soundboard for me like when I was going through everything um, after like leaving um, my previous job and trying to mm-hmm. figure out what it was that I really wanted to do right moving forward. So it's been like great to kind of see that all like kind of flourish and develop and come full circle yeah exactly so uh you know with that you know with that being said man a guy of great style sitting right next to me with his uh with this with this good lounge matter of fact let's, let's get to the fit real quick bro Let, throw, throw us throw us okay so we're not on camera but it's funny because family's like hey man we gotta you know we gotta re-record this episode we gotta get yeah. the audio right yeah, so yeah, I'm just yeah. like all right like we can run it but like <laughs> I'll just I'll leave I'll leave y'all with this. So, growing up, my mother always told me to like never leave out the house with sweats on because it just it looks like you know just not sophisticated. I I don't even want to say like not sophisticated. Or lazy. I don't know what, exactly. Lazy. Thank you. you. Look lazy. lazy. That's yeah. a great adjective for it. So just 
you know, lazy. So growing up, like I had this drilled into my mind that I would like never leave out wearing sweats. Well, now fast forward 2023, I'm out here sitting on the podcast couch. I got on uh, <laughs> Rick Owens Creech sweatpants. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and I got a, a hoodie on from a homie out in Vegas, Johnny Mystery. Um, I got one of his uh, mystery hoodies on right now. Um, but yeah, just just cozy yeah, boys, just cozy boy status right here. But yeah. but luxury with it, you know what I of mean? Of course, if you're gonna do something, you got to do it right. So right, right. Five hundred dollars I mean, sweats or nothing less. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, nah, you know, I I think for me and a lot of conversations we had in uh, in the past. You know, when we're talking about our style or our influences and stuff that we've seen over the years, um, you know, we've attributed to, you know, music or, you know, just everyday stuff that we've seen on the street. You know, an old man getting his fit off or something like that. But for for you, I've always wanted to know what what were some of your major like style inspirations or influences that helped you to develop the style you have today? You know what I mean? For sure. I think to even talk about style influences, we have to kind of like turn back the clock and talk about actual just life influences in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a super long version of this answer. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to kind of start out about just like where, like, I guess, like where I first like noticed fashion in mm -hmm. the world right. um, at like a young age and then kind of like where I started the progression of my style and like to like where it's at now. Right. Um, so... I think um, where it really all started was like, I think I had noticed fashion from like a young age on the weekends, every Sunday before I go to church growing up, like I'd always watch uh, VH1 top 20 music video countdowns every week. Gotcha. Like I'd always watch that just to kind of like, I love music growing up. Like that was like a huge thing. Like my dad had um, like a 200 CD disc changer at the crib. Sundays we used to, clean the crib so we had surround sound speakers around the house so we'd constantly be playing music and right. that's kind of like what put me on to a lot of like music and then once you kind of get into music then you kind of discover fashion or vice versa right you discover fashion because of the music that you're the, facts it's uh, all intertwined bro. exactly it's you very know? so yeah intertwined so i think that i had noticed it from a young age and i'd always seen like flash it Right. But then also being like nine and ten trying to attain some of this like crazy couture fashion is right. like out of this world. Exactly. Imagine imagine walking <laughs> up to your parents and being like, yo, I just seen so and so. Right. Barely even really know their name or whatever. Right. right. But I just seen so and so in this like crazy piece. And, mm. you know, you know, you know, it's funny you say that because I actually remember a time like that. Like I was like in second or no, I had to be in third or third or fourth grade. And I was, like, telling my OG, I was like, man, I really want Timberland boots. You know what I mean? And she was like, Timberland boots? Like, them, I think at the time they were pretty expensive. I mean, even I mean, now they're they still, they like, still pretty yeah, expensive. What, 180 Yeah. But no, be, actually, two like two twenty after tax. Oh, I think man. it's like two hundred now. Well, I could you gotta be remember, wrong. we're in Chicago. We get that's true. We getting we're hit getting with robbed. Ten point twenty five tax. Killer. So, yeah. If you, yeah. Trust me. But uh, no, nah, I definitely. You know, get where you where you're going with that. Cause I I walked up to her and she was like, "What? You know what I mean? Like, how do you like just as a you know as a young kid? Like, where are you seeing this? Like, why do you want these? Who you told you about I mean? that? Yeah, like who told you about that? Who made you think that this was like the epitome of like fall? You know, 
When who told style. you it was okay to ask your parents for yeah, $180 that, boots? Right, right, right. That too. But yeah, go that's ahead. A lot of, that's a lot of chores. That, I don't know man. if you got paid for chores. I know I you didn't know around what? the crib. I actually, real. funny enough, I got paid for reading. But that's a different story for a different day. We gonna, we gonna, yeah, that's a different. Yeah, I didn't have to I, talk about that off the yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was the ch- my chore was to be academic. So, yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah, it yeah. worked out because that's how we met. So well, shit, I barely read now, so I don't know how much it really enough, did work out. Enough. So, um, but okay, back to the influence and all that. So, wasn't getting you know super fly clothes when I was young. Like, of course, like my parents would always try and like you know get stuff that I was into. But you know, uh, I used to like look at a lot of like, I guess middle school I was really into like CCS magazines and stuff because I had friends that like skated. So absolutely going through like those catalogs and like finding cool like skate stuff in there and. Um, all of that. I think my first pair of Vans, crazy enough, um, it was a skate shop in Rochester. This is in Michigan, by the way. Um, and uh, they had like Vans on sale. They were just checkerboard slip-ons and they were two different colors. So one was green. I think the left one was green. And the right one was yellow. And this is like around the time like Lil B in the pack came out. I was about to say, with, you sound like a new yeah. era guy. Yeah. Like, you finna jerk or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was definitely Cat not doing daddy. that. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so got my Vans on, but they look like sneakers. And then I think like really, really when I like jumped off the porch in terms of like fashion and clothes was definitely like high school, uh, freshman year I was on Tumblr a lot. And Mm -hmm. I remember there was this dude, 40 ounce van that was like always posting like parties and just fly shit in general. And so seeing that like was always like something cool. And then, um, I remember he reposted something that uh, ASAP Yams, rest in peace, had posted about uh, Rocky's Peso music video, I want to mm-hmm. say it was. So I want to say that that's 2011? 2000, yeah, I think it was 2011. 2011. Um, and uh, I just remember seeing him wear the uh, the black scale snapback, the one that said funeral on mm-hmm. the front, and it had all the crosses on the, uh, the underbrim. And... I remember seeing that and kind of being like, okay, like this is like something that's different. Mind you, growing up in Michigan, like there's not really a whole lot of, at least where I grew up. I grew up in Oxford, Michigan, small football town, like mm. Friday night lights type of shit. Like gotcha. no bullshit. Like we got a blue turf field right. over there. Okay. Right. People were putting their house up as like collateral type of shit. <laughs> Crazy as hell. But, you know, I mean, I get it. Like I was a part of that. Exactly. Right, right. You know, um, so there wasn't like a whole lot of like fashion per se out there. And so I knew that uh, it was definitely going to be something different. But then, you know, working in a restaurant gig and kind of, you know, making minimum wage, which was like seven twenty five an hour. Like mm-hmm. it really wasn't cutting it. But I knew that I had like aspirations for, you know, more and better. And so um, 2012, 2013, um, a homie of mine, Nate Olson, we went to private school together and then um, he ended up coming to the high school that I was going to cause I ended up going to like public school for middle school and then high school for sports, mm-hmm. different story, different day. Um, but then Nate Olson had, uh, like he'd been into like clothes and like Nike talk and all of this. And, uh, he took me to the spot in Michigan that I know that, you know, called revive. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the gateway drug to right. into clothes, like going to revive, like, you know, as much as I could. And then sophomore year, once I got my car, like I was going to revive like every other weekend and, you know, shout out to the guys over at revive, um, who have like helped take care of me over the years. They'd always like looked out and 
giving me free stuff when they could right hooked me up with their gear and um always giving me like good deals on stuff like my junior year of high school or it was like the beginning of my senior year that's when virgil went uh and kind of like you know got hit with his cease and desist for pyrex and it became off-white so i got the first season off-white carvaggio t i got the off-white long sleeve mm-hmm. and then i got the off-white windbreaker for right. like maybe 600 bucks for all of that mind you retail on that t was 350 dollars. Yeah, so you was balling well okay i told you i got all of it for 600 dollars. right 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 so i mean that was that's definitely a, good, that's a lot a of good ass deal though I, yeah trust me they yeah. they looked out over there yeah they looked out shout out to the revive man man shout out to to morgan shout out to noah shout out to germ shout out to 10 mile Shout out to Lord Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out to Khalil. Lord <laughs> shout out to John. Man, shout out the guys over there, bro. Really. Shout out to shout out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those were a lot of those people are still like close friends of mine to this day that, you know, still work in a, a clothing space that have constantly hooked me up. Right. Um fast forward a little bit more. That was like my jump into clothes. And then I guess like where I'm at now with like fashion and stuff like you see the kind of stuff that I'm into. I'm like really into like old movies. I'm really into like cowboy shit. So I guess like Neo Western is like the style that I'm into. Um, But I wouldn't necessarily say that I just stick with like one style. Like you've seen my closet. I I got a whole variety of shit, but like if I got to like default to something, like Mm -hmm. if I'm not at work and I can like, you know, do what I want. Right. I'm going to try and go for that, like, neo-Western kind of style. Like, I don't want to say Visvim because I ain't got, like, Visvim money like that, but... <laughs> you got it. You got it, Mr. Ricky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, if if um, if, Viv, if Visvim was a little bit, like, lower priced, I would sell everything in my closet and just That's literally true. be, like, vised out. And then from a distance, you'd be out here looking like John Mayer. Uh, in the distance. Yeah. In like, the distance. I, I don't like to say that I, like, follow any... That's true. Yeah, like, I person... It, like, not... John Mayer's got great stuff. Yeah, no, he does. Like, he does. No, he he's fly, get, for real. He'd be getting fits off. Yeah, Plus, crazy. he's got an insane watch collection. It, yeah. Insane. He does. Hats off to that man for yeah. that. But, like, when it comes to clothes, like, I don't like to say that I, like, necessarily, like, look up to anybody. I'm like, man, I want to dress like somebody else. Because, like, to me, like, that's, like, a little bit like weird like you look up to somebody else you're like hey right. like i want to recreate this outfit facts i'll definitely pull inspiration from different people and i think that that's what it kind of is but yeah. if i had to like boil it down like a good pair of 501 jeans mm-hmm. you've seen i got cowboy boots those will definitely be making a, mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. bust out this summer but right. i mean the modern day cowboy boot for me i'd say is a chuck 70 Much really agreed. can't go wrong Much anytime agreed, yeah. i get a pair i always get two pair because mm-hmm. those things get ran through um and just uh yeah just try and keep it like simple and i think on top of that what like i feel like all my friends know me for is chrome heart shit so the chrome hearts cowboy over here with my levi jeans my chuck taylors and all the silver (laughs) jewelry that i can have on yeah if you know honestly when i when i think about it um my introduction to chrome hearts where it was mostly like clothes clothing based you know what i mean just like their apparel line and stuff but you really put me on to like the different levels like when i came out to hawaii like oh looked, yeah like yeah, you took yeah. me to chrome hearts and, and uh, shout out to mark over at uh chrome hearts in honolulu yeah that's, that's the plug right like there. My, my man was showing me just like the different degree like 
outside looking in, I was like, I don't see what's so special about it. But then once you like kind of gave me a little bit of knowledge behind it and, you know, I'm seeing different types of the the crazy things that they do, whether it's a Rolex, whether it's like a bracelet, whether it's like, you know, just the just the different amount of like style and, and, and the you know, I mean, there's Chrome Heart toothpaste caps you know what i mean so your boy got one that was a christmas gift shout out to the starks thank you very much every year looking out on something crazy yeah so just you uh putting me on to the different amount of you know things that they they've done um it's just kind of made me a little bit more interested i don't know about in terms of wearing it too much but just interested enough like maybe some rings i've been seeing yeah. some rings lately and i'm like yo these are actually pretty i fire. feel like all right, for anybody listening that like likes Chrome Hearts, I'll just give you a disclaimer. Chrome Hearts is cool. The introduction is closed. I get that. It's the cheapest thing you can get there, or so you think. Um, <laughs> if all you like is the clothes, cool, that's fine, but that's not why you should be into the brand. The brand is first and foremost a jewelry brand. Mm. Richard Stark doesn't give a fuck about the clothes, <laughs> if we're being honest. That's like sorry to drop the f-bomb like that but uh, you don't care about the clothes like that's right, right. like of course like what the kids want to do he's got you know three kids twins and a, a daughter but they kind of like have pushed the narrative on that and that's you know that's cool that's like what gets people into it so i understand that right it's like us being younger and not being able to afford stuff so it's like okay t-shirt back when i like first got into the brand i think the t's were like maybe 165 bucks now the tees are what like 275 something crazy like that so i get that but chrome hearts is like all about like the jewelry the accessories and all the crazy stuff that they can do and make things out of silver so that's why i like really like the brand um first piece that i got was from george green back in like 2016 um and it was the plus charm necklace so it's just like a bunch of pluses and I got that back in 2016. Then fast forward, like when I moved out to Hawaii two years later, um, I was able to get like more rings because they're more readily available at the, the Honolulu store. So, um, and the cool thing like about like being actually at the store and like getting stuff is like you get to learn a lot about the product, but then you also get to see stuff that you usually wouldn't get to see at other places. So that's what I thought was like really cool. Plus, on top of that, their level of customer service, like once you really get to know them. And I think that you kind of got to experience that when you were out in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, you kind of get that, you know, the secondhand hospitality. Yeah, no, it was it was a very uh, laxed environment. Like, I think me going into like luxury based retailers, I feel like it's like this, like I have to be coming in here to buy something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like um, just making sure like, yeah, when I come in here, I'm already knowing what products I'm looking for and everything. But when I was in there it was more like just like it was almost had like a museum type feel it's like it was like a show, show and tell yeah, yeah it was like yo let me show you this like these this rolex here like let me and that's um, why like that's why i liked mark and i still like i still love mark to this day like right. i still text him on an occasion um but he would make it just so much more fun and like inviting exactly yeah. and i think like the biggest thing especially like me still working retail like mm -hmm especially if you're getting somebody to drop $1,200 on a, you know, on a jacket or a coat or something like that. The, or 22 on some jeans. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if you're spending like big bucks, right, you're spending over $1,000 on some clothes, that's a very conscious decision to make. And it's just, exactly. it's making people feel comfortable. And I think that what I've learned is just, it's just being a genuine, like, 
person about it. Like I am never out here like gonna fight somebody over a sale. Like if right. you really like, or if like somebody does not want to buy something, I ain't about to like put a gun to their head and be like, no, nah, you're 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 buying this. Right, right. Like it's always about making people feel comfortable and just educating people. And right. that's like what it was to me, like getting the deeper education into even like Chrome Hearts, mm-hmm. you know, while we're talking about that. And that's what made me like really even more fall in love. Cause then, right. you know, what Mark did when I went to Paris, uh, that year, like he reached out to one of the client advisors, CAs, mm-hmm. um, in Paris and was like, Hey, I've got a client that's coming by. And mind you at this point, like I probably only bought like two rings. So maybe like sub $500 worth of stuff at this store at this point. Right. I went out to Paris. They opened the store early for me on a weekend, on a Saturday. I got to privately like shop through their collection of stuff. I got to see a lot of crazy shit. They offered me um, like all their like handmade chocolates that they get handmade at like a baker there or a chocolatier. I guess that's what you call it. Um, So I got like, you know, handmade chrome hearts plus design chocolates and then i ended up just picking like a paris spacer up so they opened up the store early for me to spend you know like 200 euros which was like i think like 265 usd mm-hmm. and that was just like a cool experience to be able to go like to different locations and do that and you know i've been to the store in ginza tokyo i've been to the store in miami i've been to both the stores in new york mm-hmm. I've been to the Malibu location. I've been to the um, one that's like right across from uh, Maxfield, LA. Okay. The only one I really haven't been into in the States is... Uh, Aspen? Yeah, Aspen. Yeah. yeah. But that opened up during like the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And, you know, trying to travel from Hawaii during the pandemic was a little bit hard. But I'll be at Aspen at some point. Right. Don't so you worry. Know. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, just getting back into where we were talking about like inspiration is to style and just influences, you know, I couldn't help but agree with you, you know, like I, I don't mirror my style or, you know, what I'm looking for after a person. It's more so like, what can I take from like certain aspects, whether it be a person, whether it be a movie, like one of the things I'm looking at like right away is like, um, these Timberland 40 below boots I got. And like, that's something that I seen in the the movie Juice, which is like one of my favorite movies ever. And I remember Tupac, was, yeah, definitely. And I remember uh, Tupac was wearing like the forty low boots in there. And then when I finally got a chance to see him over here, because when they dropped, they were it was a very limited like uh, quantity. And uh, when they dropped, I was like in a chance with my homie Meech. Shout out, shout out to Basement Indigo one time, I guess. But uh, I was just like, yo, I gotta get these. And he was like, what? Like he. I guess he didn't really realize it. If you don't get the cultural reference, it's kind of hard to like tie that in. And I think, you know, that's like, I think that's for a lot of like the things that we purchase. It's a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely purchase that out of nostalgia and just, you know, kind of, you know, getting more, you know, pulled from that. But, uh, yeah, I guess, um, I mean, we've talked a lot about like what I'm inspired by and influenced by, but like what, influences you because i think like with your fashion it's very uh like i don't want to like say unique like loosely but like when it comes to you i feel like you're not really into a whole lot of like designer shit no you just like what you like and that's what i respect about it yeah no for me it's always been and i can definitely say this is something that i've always pretty much grown up with uh it's always been about the quality of something you know what I mean? That was more instilled to me. Like, even when there were times I was shopping with my mom at, like, thrift stores and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, 
at a young age, I was able to see like the quality of something, you know, from the thrift rather than me when I got my own money and everything, I would go to a maybe a higher price store and purchase something and the quality was lacking. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just the brand namesake of it. So I think that uh, being able to see the both worlds, you know, quality and, and, you know, the name brand of it, I definitely decided to choose the quality and the quality has taken me a lot more. Uh, it, it's taken me farther in a way because, you know, I get I've, I've walked into stores and places and people are like, yo, what is that? And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is just basically like a blank to like Camber or something. They were like, yo, the fit on that Talk is about it. Yeah, the fit on that is like perfect. Or I really like the, you know, how you paired that or whatever. So I think that's always something that has been true to me is just the quality. Like I want something preferably um, what I love about some you know articles of clothing is that made in usa stamp yeah like that is just that's like, like a that's a huge thing huge to look for. thing for me like if i'm looking at something that says made in usa i'm i'm assuming uh more than more than likely that the quality on that is going to be tough it's going to be la- long lasting like it's gonna it's gonna be for tough it's, it's gonna that, be made to isn't be here that crazy yeah. like me like somebody who has like produced co- clothes in the past like mm-hmm still working on stuff myself but it, like looking at u.s manufacturers it's so much more expensive yeah so even when i look at like manufacturers overseas like i'm looking at weight of mm-hmm. garments like right. that's a huge thing for me because of like when i like you guys know like when you feel a garment and you can tell like if it's got weight to it it's right. quality yeah it has to be because you can't make something with weight and make it flimsy if it's falling apart it's not going to be a thicker garment because you got to like put in extra work to get that sealed so i think that like seeing something with a made in u.s stamp is 100 yeah. percent like it goes synonymous with quality yeah and then especially when it comes to like me finding older pieces like it's like a to me that's like the jackpot you know what i mean especially if i'm looking at like for instance, like Levi 501s, made in the USA, you know, red line preferably. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, I'm I'm so geeked I could faint. Yeah. At that point. I think something you gotta talk about is the the baseball hat that you found. Yeah. That's like the pinnacle of like quality and Yeah, yeah. Um definitely. I, I like was out at this this little local shop here, like a resale shop. And uh, sorry, no free promo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely that. But uh, I was out at like a little retail sh- re- resale shop out here, and uh, I had been looking for like kind of vintage uh, new eras. Like I just got familiar Tell with the tags. Why. Yeah, the tags. It was just the tags and the fitment, and also shout out to you uh, putting Tell me on why. to uh, Magnum PI. I was watching like an episode of that. Shout and out Tom I, Selleck. Tom Selleck had on this crazy fit with like Detroit, like. Fitted in like uh, what, what are those shirts called? The ones with the Hawaiian print on. Be an Aloha shirt. Aloha shirt. Yeah. I was like, yo, be Aloha Fridays. Yeah, right. And I like, I was like, yo, E, bro, he got this. Like, this is a fit right here. So, and with that in mind, I was like, yo, I gotta find like a nice, like new era, like vintage one or whatever. So I walk into the shop, and then uh, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, like crazy. Like we were just talking behold. about this. Lo and behold, right here, and I pick it up. And it's like I'm reading like the amount they want for it. And it's like sixty bucks, and then I look and the tag says uh, "Fear of God." And I'm like, I go up to the register. I'm like, Yo, y'all know this is not like a fear of God. This is yeah, an well, actual. Let like, me punch in here really quick. Uh, All you resale shops that think you're doing some research, think you're doing something different. <laughs> you found a, a vintage 
1980s Detroit Tigers fitted. Uh, it's got a D on it, not an F, a no, D. Uh, I know some right. of y'all illiterate, can't uh, read. Not, you know the, they make mistakes. <laughs> we we go the we old say, English font. Right, right. Yeah. Do not do not try and pass off yeah, an old yeah, hat yeah. as some hey, fear of God shit hey, just because some young kid don't know. Hey man, it's it's all right. We all make mistakes. I, I'm not gonna beat him up too much, but I definitely <laughs> I will. When I when I saw that, I was like, yo, I'm not paying fear of God price, whether it's sixty bucks or seventy bucks. I was like, yo. Y'all got like a regular Detroit like Tigers fitted, and they were like, "Oh, you're right." And then they comped it for me, so um, that but was like a big plus. You, bro, if, was, if if you would have told them like, "Oh, like you know, this is," I mean, I know you're smarter than that yeah. to like give them like what this really is, but you know they what? I feel you. like I feel like even if they knew what it really was, I don't think that the kids in there would have bought it. I don't even think. Oh they, yeah, yeah. I don't really think they would. Bro, have you would have put it. You could put yeah. a picture of Magnum PI up there. They should yeah. be like, who the I don't fuck think is that? that? I don't think they care enough to. But that. But then again, that's a conversation for another this ain't day. Little baby, this ain't Drake. Yeah, ain't, like if they haven't seen <laughs> seen somebody in that, I don't think they were really looking for it. But um, yeah, that was that was a that was a come up recently for me. But yeah, I I, I would count that as a grilled. I, I guess in a way. Or like, just no, I like mean, a piece. I, I definitely, I'm waiting for you to like tell me, like, bro, I'm I'm tired of this piece. Like, yeah, you can have it. Yeah, no, because I, I know how you get with your items. You be, you know, that's true. I that's remember true. <laughs> craziest story. We're out in Hawaii, and Femi had like ripped his pair of like Rick Owens pants. What pants were they though? Man, these were mainline pants, and they he were said, like not dark shadows. Sorry, yeah, they were mainline pants. Um, I don't, I can't remember the exact. They weren't. Uh, what are, what are those pants that I always see? It's what are those pants? I don't know. But anyway, go go ahead. So he he had ripped the inside lining on like, uh, and mind you, this is probably what a two three inch rip. Correct. Nothing crazy, something like that. Yep. This man goes, oh man, these pants are ruined. I'm like, bro, there's a like there's a alterations lady literally in like the basement of the, or not basement, but like the ground floor of my building. Like, let's just take them down there and see what she can do. He goes, nah, I'm all right, and rips them. Rips Rick mainline pants in half. Bro, yeah. what is wrong with you? I don't know, man. I'll be on my DIY shit. Yeah. Uh, you that. completely messed up a pair of off-white blazers. Yeah, yeah. That I, was – this man – okay, okay. I got to tell yeah. the story. I got to put this man in the hot seat. So we got a group chat, right? Chris, Meech, Femi, and myself. Right. The four brothers. Right, Four right. disciples chat. Right, right. Shout out our Lord and Savior one time. Uh-huh. Femi sends a picture in this group chat, took off the Nike swoosh on his blazer like he thought he was Virgil Abloh. Yeah, so what I was trying to do... Crazy. This man already DIY'd the shoe. What are you trying to do to it? What I was trying to do was basically change the swoosh out. Like, I felt like the shoe was a little too plain. Like, it was a fire. It was fire. But the black one was, like, way too plain. So I was trying to change it out with a green swoosh. But my real smart self thought, like... Let me uh, take the swoosh off and replace it with something else. Not thinking maybe I could just damn near dye the swoosh green. Yeah, you know what I go? mean? So I ended up like ripping both the swooshes off. And then I look at it and I'm like, I just fucked this up. Like, yeah. this is, it's, it's, it's garbage now. So I literally gave those away um, a little bit, not too long. Somebody after took that. those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Gave damn. those away for free. Um, I bet you. You think that they had somebody restore them? Nah, nah. I, I, the person who actually wore them is a, a homie of mine, so he just he just wore them like straight. Um, That's kind of fire, though. Shout yeah, nah, them. nah. Facts. It was definitely fire um, that he yeah, could get so, them off still. 
before uh, you uh, ruin this Detroit Tigers fitted, since yeah. we wear the same size, yeah, you yeah. uh, you want to? I'll highlight throw you. Me? Yeah, I fuck with you. All right, let me know. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate but, that, little bro. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> you should y'all should have seen this look I just gave this man. Um, <laughs> but uh, getting back to just like you know topic of style and everything, I always wanted to know: are, are there any grails that you have owned or something that you're chasing, like in terms of you know adding to your closet? Okay, so something that I don't own that I really want, and I have talked to like people that I work with about this, and I think you can appreciate this, but mm-hmm. the issue that I have with it is they don't really make it my size. Like mm. they have it available. Like if you go to the showroom and you ask to get it made, they'll do it. But okay, so the Visvum Grizzly boot. I do. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, definitely so familiar with that. The only person I know that has a size 13 is David, and. David has a couple pairs, so I'm told. Mm. David don't need a he don't need a couple pairs. Yeah. That's that's you. Is this you uh, saying yo sell it to me? Is that is that what it well, is? Well, yeah, I I definitely like at a discounted rate, of course. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I'm not paying full viz price for. That. I can't. Gotcha. Like I said, I ain't got the money for that. But right, right. I um like all jokes aside, I really like the Visvum Grizzly boot. Like growing up in like Michigan, like really seeing like all four seasons, and I think that it's a great like fall boot and. Something like recently, I'm going to show you a picture of something uh, and you can tell me what you think. But I guess like being back in Chicago after like not experiencing the winter for four years, like I'm really into boots right now. Facts. So uh, Reese Cooper, um, young up and coming designer, he just dropped a crazy boot that I want to show you because this is like another one. I think I've shown you pictures before. But it's just such a beautiful boot, and I'm like really into boots right now. But bro, look at the, look at the colors on that that first pair right there with the orange on there. Just a beautiful piece, and I think that boots are something like when we talk about not even like the made in USA because those are made in Italy and right. the Grizzlies are made in Japan. But just quality, and right. I think that you know boots are something that's really like quality that I really like, and that's something that you know looking on like a grid list that I'd like love to have. Yeah. Um, something that I already have that I've wanted for a long time. Um, 2019 Supreme dropped a varsity jacket and it says um, Supreme team like back over the shoulders uh, on the back of the jacket, big S on the front. And then there's just a bunch of like, you know, uh, emblems and patches on the back. And I really love it. Like you've seen that varsity jacket mm-hmm. and um, over the summer, uh, I uh, I was able to pick it up for like a really good rate. We looked at the price on it the other day was what fifteen hundred dollars on StockX. Right, not right. that StockX is you know valid anymore, but <laughs> StockX has it for like fifteen hundred dollars, and um, I was able to get it for six hundred dollars off this dude, and it's in like Pristine. really yeah like really good condition. Of course, it's got like worn in feel to it, which I appreciate. Not like a stiff varsity jacket, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that piece is, like, one of my favorites, and I think, like, you know, why I always have, like, such a connection to that piece is um, that's a piece that, like, Virgil had himself, too. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when I was buying Supreme back in, you know, 2012, sophomore year, freshman year of high school, um, mm-hmm. I kind of got a lot of validation anytime that I would, like, buy a Supreme piece. And then, you know, the next week I'd see Virgil or Travis or Don C post on their, like, Instagram pictures of them wearing, like, the same piece that I got. And it's not even like the hype stuff, but like the first piece that I saw that with was um, spring, summer, 2012. I bought the uh, black stallion long sleeve 
and I bought it in, I want to say I, I bought it in like purple or I bought it in white. And I remember Virgil had posted the next week and he had bought it in white. And, you know, with Supreme, like I don't really buy Supreme anymore. Shout out to them for inviting me to their store opening event when they had it here in Chicago. That was super cool. Mm. Um, and I got the Chicago box logo. It's still wrapped up in my room and keeping it for a, a time and a place to bust it out. Maybe this summer. We'll see. But um like i don't really like a lot of like the stuff that supreme does per se at least not anymore but like i really just like some of like the odd weird pieces like there's that work jacket that we talked about that i got Mm -hmm. the it's a um he's a graphic artist from japan and it was like a patchwork on yeah and it was like the intricate stitching on it like there were long strokes of stitch and then there were short strokes and then there was long strokes like they they took their time on that piece and it was a I mean, it was a $398 jacket when I bought it retail, and yeah, definitely worth it. It was like a Dickies blank, basically insulated lining to it, and it was, you know, I think it had over 50 patches on it. Super beautiful piece, but it was super weird because it was like a bunch of like crazy, you know, like sketches on there, like of people having their bodies like mutilated and like, you know different creatures and it was just like a lot of like sick shit to be honest but it was a Mm. sick jacket because i like i like again the weird shit that supreme does like i like the kind of like odd stuff that maybe some people wouldn't wear and i think that that kind of ties into like what you and i have talked about before and it's you know not wearing what's popular but just wearing what we like and i don't like to like be seen out in public and then like be matching with somebody else and then they think they can like come up to me and be like oh my god da, 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 and like start a whole conversation like that's cool like we can talk about it but i don't want to be like hey we're twinning da, da, da. like that's just weird like <laughs> yeah. i'm a grown-ass adult bro like i like to do what i like to do and i like to kind of like stay in my own lane and staying out of everybody's way right now I'm like listening to this and I probably sound like an asshole to people. Yeah, I was about to say, here you go, right here. Can- cancel before the episode drops. Yeah, that's all right. Um, but no, yeah, I, I feel you. Um, I think for me, I've owned a lot of my grills already. I think that um, one of the biggest come ups I've had was like a pair of 94 Jordan 1 uh, Chicago colorway that I caught for like 300 bucks. Crazy. Um, and. Like, I, I remember working valet, and then, like, I crashed a car, and then I ultimately, like, went on a break from that job, rightfully so. Um, did they make you go on a break, or did you go on a break? Uh, I It was both. Oh, was like it, was, it, was, it was a mutual thing. Because I remember you were, like, telling me about it. You're like, bro, I smashed the front end of this car. Yeah, yeah, And it wasn't yeah. even, like, bad, but, it, like, you had scraped it up. Yeah. And then I think you had, like, rear-ended a car, too, no? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, yeah, we're we're making me sound like the the most terrible person. Like, no, it was just it was a funny point in time yeah, because like if you guys crazy. know Femi, bro, like Femi can never catch a break. Bro. Not not with vehicles, bro. Not not with cars, bro. I can never catch a break. But I remember like going on a break from that drive and losing my mind, and I was like, bro, I only have so much money left, and I was like, I don't know when I'll be working again. I literally flipped those. One of the biggest regrets that I do have with like owning a grilled. Um, but as far as like, oh, also me obtaining finally like a Jason hoodie, Rico and Jason hoodie, that was like a a big thing for oh, me. Oh, so why am I catching flack for wearing ain't, Rico? And ain't, you ain't catching flack, man. I just had to, I just had to get oh, your shine, right. man. I just wanted to get. You Sounded know, like a little you. bit of hate was in there. Nah, right. definitely not. It's all love. But uh, definitely the the Rick Owens Jason hoodie was like a big grail for me. I think because like I just love that hoodie. I just love the way it sits. I love the way it fits. 
um it's like a great hoodie for everything like up you dress it up dress it down whatever not a fan of the gimp hoodie Nah, not so much. Not so much. I mean, it's fly. Don't get me wrong. But I just like the that's Jason. That's the Rick Owens version of Bape. Yeah, I was about to say. That's what I, it puts me in the mind of. But yeah, the, the Jason hoodie just, it just meets. I'm like a normal hoodie wearing. Like, I don't need nothing Right, that crazy. could be like, that could be no label. And it'd yeah, still that's be That's what I love about it. It's yeah. like a very slick. It's no label. Like I think the only way you can really tell that it's like Rick is the long drawstring. That's it. Say, yeah. I know somebody else would try and come for your neck and be like, is that Jason Elliott? Or, I mean, and sorry, that'd be John fine. Elliott. And you know what? And that'd be cool too, because I'd just be like, "Nah, it's Rick." Nah, you it's Rick. I, mean? I feel like that's like a big flex. Yeah. I think that's what like kind of having like ambiguous style, mm-hmm. so like not like big like flashy logos. Because I'm not like big on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when I was younger, sure. Like I like wearing a lot of vintage tees now, but having like ambiguous style, and then like when somebody's like, "Man, those are fly. What are those?" And then you get to like hit them over the head, and you're like this is archive Raph Simmons 2005 and like really get to kind of flex your muscle on it. Oh that goodness. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Or just telling them, Hey, you can go cop this at, at Costco. It's There's a Kirkland, Kirkland six pack. Signature. Yeah. Get you a Kirkland six signature six pack. Oh, that's okay. That's a good question. Okay. So I think mm-hmm. you kind of just answered it, but what is your favorite all time white tee? You know what? It, for me, it goes hand in hand. With the Uniglow Supima tea. Is it the Supima tea? Yeah, or is Supima it the, tees. Yeah, so that one, because it's like super thick and the quality is No, there. no, no. Okay, so go ahead. Finish the tree. And, and then, then uh, gonna... the one at Costco, the Kirkland joint, that one just like stays white. Like it, it stays white for the longest time. Like I've thrown other white tees. I don't know what it is in that tea, bro, but that much, that it, it shines. Like it's, it's forever going to shine. Like I washed it. And like I've, you know, other T-shirts I've washed, and then they get like the little they they start to pill, they get pill, a little dingy, a little yeah. dingy. But that one I've washed, bright as hell. Yeah, like I don't know what's going on with them. But shout out, shout out to Costco with the Kirkland. I wish they just create other colorways though. Like if they had like a gray or a black, they don't. Not that I've seen in the store, but I who check on the check on the website. I feel like you could probably yeah, I, I might I might have to check um, that later. But yeah, so the Supima T. Funny that you say that it's thick because. I don't think it's that thick, in my opinion. Like, I worked at no, no, Uniqlo you know for what? seven years. It's not the Supima T. It's, it's the, the Uniqlo, Uniqlo U. U yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Because I was like, I was like, the Supima T is yeah, nice because yeah, yeah. that's the standard T, but the Uniqlo UT is where it's at. Like, I don't work for Uniqlo no more, but I will still go back to that store. I'll buy socks. Socks. The socks are I'll buy jeans there on occasion yeah. if I need just like a, a black pair. I know that they're going to have right. it. Um, and I'll buy the Uniqlo UTs. The right. Uniqlo UTs, those are like forever my favorite tea like if i just need a plain black tea they got it if i need a plain white tea they got it and i like because i'm a bigger dude bro like mm-hmm. i like to have like a thicker tea and i don't like you know just a loose flowing tea like i need something that's a little bit more structured facts that feels like it's something that could be made in usa even yeah, though it's made it, over in china it does bro it does feel like something that could be made in usa again we're going back to that correlation of quality yeah. and thickness like for whatever reason those two things fire is, sim- simultaneously in my mind thick is just like it's just like the quality is there. Yeah, <laughs> the quality is there. Like, um, yeah. So it's funny you bring up Uniqlo. Uniqlo. Um, I know. I know. Like uh, for a while, um, one of the spots that you did work at in the past was Uniqlo. Um, and uh, I know, like you having how many years of retail experience? Coming up on eight years. Okay, now. like Veteran. eight years. I just. My question is, is like, what was one of the biggest misconceptions of your retail experience? You know what I mean? Um, hmm. 
I think biggest misconception um, of like retail experience uh, is kind of like I think back of housework and just like I guess the ins and out of retail itself because mm-hmm. you know like you go into a store and you just see like the front of the store you don't get to see the whole back of house but like in a store like back of house is like the bread and butter like the heart and soul of that company like um working at uniqlo like i was always told like if your back of house isn't clean or tidied or you know kept like organized like your your sales floor is not going to be it either so i think that all the kind of preparation that goes in and everything that goes on behind the scenes is like the biggest misconception because i just thought oh retail is just like being out on the floor and selling clothes but working at uniqlo like i've told you my you know my horror stories right like, right uniqlo is it's not your average joe <laughs> it's uh it's not just folding shirts yeah and smiling and, by the way no folding tables it's straight air fold or body fold and you better be good at it because yeah. you're getting timed yeah oh you're getting timed bro it was like to go up to like a supervisor position or an assistant manager you had to be able to fold so many cut and sew pieces in a minute right in 90 seconds they would be right. on that with you yeah. so Every like 10, 15 minutes on your schedule is like filled out for you. And yeah, Unico is like amazing company. I love the structure that they have and it's a Japanese company and it's a very Japanese traditional right. the way that it's ran. And so I'm just thankful to have like started out as an associate and worked my way all the way up through a store manager position and mm-hmm. got to travel for work. And, you know, I got to go to Japan for convention off the company's dime and I got to open up a store in Virginia um like help support open that and then I moved to Hawaii to go open up a store completely so it was definitely cool but big misconception is all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes it's not all sunshine and daisies yeah no you've worked in retail too what are some of like your you know what I think I was a I'm I'm a seeing is believing person you know what I mean and uh I'm always looking like I see like much like everybody else, you see the outside of things. And like, I just remember initially I'm thinking like the job I worked at was like one of the top tier, top tier, like premier. I would say like at the time it was. Yeah. It was like a premier, like retailer here in Chicago. Um, Many of you might know as like St. Alfred. Um, But uh, like when I was working there or before I worked there, prior to me working there, I had built like a lot of, relationships with everybody who worked there at the time which is super important yeah and like i just come in there and and they made me feel like you know like one of their own prior to even working there like i i come in there and just chop it up see what's new uh you know i didn't feel forced you know like purchase anything it was just very smooth but like when i was looking i'm like yo this is like a chill job like everybody's just like chilling around like talking you know it could be about anything very comfortable environment and then when i started working there bruh <laughs> like just getting Night the experience day, of said. yeah just getting the experience of the stock room you know and how like shipment and like you know i just remember like me like getting fly as hell like coming up there one day working and, retail do and that then, to you. like they were like yo nice fit you know somebody's like yo nice fit and i was like yo appreciate that and then next thing you know, I'm getting hit with 30, 40 boxes. And they're like, yo, Femi, I need you to take this dolly, push it up the street, and, and go mail out, you know, these uh these shipments. And Fit just getting completely busted, bro. Like Thrashed. 
dirt every on the sneaks, like dust all on the shirt, bro. I was just, I was a little pressed. I'm not gonna lie, cause I didn't expect, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect, know that would would be that what was would, a part of, you yeah, know, the retail sure. experience. I just thought me standing out in front, shaking hands, smiling, nodding, being that guy, yeah. being that guy. Um, which in in a way isn't a bad thing. It just teaches you, you know, like. It's not everything, you know, like it there's, there's a lot more. There's a, yeah. yeah, there's a lot more character to it and there's a lot more involvement in that and, and getting to that point. You know what I mean? There's a lot of a lot of work that went into that. So I definitely appreciated my time there. And it also gave me a better look at what I wanted to do in retail going going uh, further down the line. Like, I, I, you know, I did become a little bit interested in the uh, the role of being a buyer. You know, I'm getting to see the connections that you're building and the kind of all of the some of the work that goes into that, you know, the, the stressful days. the Yeah. So I, I got to see a pretty good uh, amount of what it takes to run a retailer um, with that. And that's like the cool thing that I liked about Uniqlo, too, is like they were super driven on business and everybody knowing business down from you know the associates that are only there part-time to you know the ceo like everyone knows the business and what's going on like the daily numbers what are the top items that are selling what are the top categories you know what's coming in shipment how many we have of these items and that like i think what has really helped perpetuate me in the, the retail space and have a better understanding of that but then that has also really helped me like in my own thing and like when I'm making clothes for myself and kind of like knowing, okay, like this is what I need to do for cost wise. And if this is something that I'm going to like make for myself, like I need to, you know, have like this much of a margin to make sure that I'm like making money on something. And I think that that's something that's really cool that I've gotten to like take away from like the retail experience, which kind of like goes into, I guess like something else I wanted to like talk about too. Um, I guess like those were misconceptions, but like, what are some of like the the positives that came out of retail for you? Uh, I think me and you can agree on this. I think there was a lot of relationships that I built that I built through retail, um, and then also again just being able to get that experience that was a, a major positive for me because I've always wanted to work in retail. I've always wanted to like I love clothes, you know what I mean. So being able to work closely with clothes and you know being able to see you know, what comes in, you know, just that's, that's just like the wow factor of it, but mostly the relationships that I was able to build from that. Um, and even, not even just in the shop, but with other shops, there would be people that would come in a, that worked at like Adidas or Carhartt or any other store and they would come shop with us and they'd be like, you know, yo, I, you know, I rock with you. Come, you, whenever you come shop at our place, um, holla at me, let me know when you're coming through or even in the job sake of it, like, if you wanted a job elsewhere, you know, you, you're building relationships with people who work at different places and who, who can help you and aid you to get to where you want to go. Yeah. Um, and I think that work. that's like super cool because that's like how I ended up back in Chicago, too. Like after I left Uniqlo in March last year, um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do or like what I ended up or like what I wanted to do. I came here um, on like a like a weekend before I went off to New York and um i was here for like four days and we ran into deja another like good friend of ours and um, shout out the queen hey facts yeah. and um she hit me up about like she's like oh like i don't know like what you're doing for work but 
the company that I work for is like hiring and they're looking for somebody. And so that like made me kind of like think about jumping back into the retail space after not being in it for a couple months and then going through like the interviews and everything. But, you know, like Deja, I had met 2015. So before I knew you and um, we had worked together at Uniqlo and she had always been like somebody that I liked working with and she was a great person. So that's like one of the great relationships that I've had um, through retail. And the reason that I got the job that I've got now, mm-hmm. although I don't work with Deja, I mean, I still appreciate everything she did for me and still does for me. Um, you know, shout out to the guys over at uh, Notre. Like they um, kind of like let me know like, hey, so-and-so from this company has been like, you know, asking about like people to like work for this company. Mm-hmm. We don't really have anybody in store that would want to go and like, or change brands or whatever um you know but like we know you and we know that you're like credited background and stuff like that like would you want us to give him your information and then that kind of like blossomed into the job that i have now so of course i think that relationships are huge and not just in like a retail space but in life in general that the world is all about fortunately and unfortunately it's all about the people that you know and how well you know them and not necessarily about what you can do because we all know people especially in retail Mm -hmm. they're in positions where they don't know what the fuck they're doing but they're in there because they know somebody (laughs) right and i think that's frustrating (laughs) but it's also like helped me get to like the positions that i've been in but it's also because like i know how to do my job true true yeah i i definitely i can agree more with with anything with everything you said and uh yeah, I just no, I definitely agree. And and me, even for me, because I'm been kind of plotting on hopping back into retail myself. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff I take into account with what I want to do and where I want to be at with it. And uh, so yeah, no, I I definitely agree. And even in a conversation I had with a uh, my previous like uh, coworker or supervisor, um, you know, I told I reached I seen him and I was like, yo, I think I want to hop back into retail. And uh, he was like, like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? Like, I was kind of puzzled for a second. He kind of hits you with the question that yeah. you weren't looking to answer. Like, whoa, yeah. hold on now. Yeah, yeah. So, and he was like, you know, what does that mean for you? And I was like, like, what do you mean by that? And he was like, you know, there's there's so many directions of retail. You know what I mean? We got stock. We got the legal part of retail. We got, you know, opportunities. Um, we got that work with, you know, the companies that, that you're getting to come in, you know, have products come into the store. We got the relationships. We got the PR. So he was just, when he was explaining it to me, it was more like a, like an eye-opening, like a, like my brain just exploded because I was like, man, like there are so many ways of taking this. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, you know, we're now we're running on a little bit on a time crunch here, so I'm going to let that go. But. I know with, you know, your styling and just like retail and just everything, you know, it all has come full circle for you. Um, and I know one of the things that you kind of do off grid of, you know, working in retail is graphic design and, uh, you know, like just working on your brand. So talk to me. Like yeah, what? what is I think that um, always like I've always been like creative in a sense that I've like liked just making things. And I think that that's like kind of stems from when I was in middle school and high school, I always took like engineering classes because that's what I thought that I was going to do is I thought I was going to be an engineer of some sort. But it's basically, I just like the problem solving aspect of engineering. And Mm -hmm. when it came to like clothes, it was just like, okay, what is not, or 
you know, I consume a lot of like, you know, retail and I get like, I get to experience a lot of this stuff and I get to see a lot of things. So it's just like, okay, like these are all great, but if I wanted to make something that was perfect to me or like, what's something that I'm not seeing in a space that, um, that's kind of like where I like to go with like the creative things and being creative in that sense. The graphic design stuff is always like kind of been like an outlet for me it was really huge for me during like the pandemic when we were you know locked inside for however long especially like the pandemic in hawaii was kind of nuts i loved it but Mm -hmm. it was also kind of nuts because like you know it like it was shut down like you couldn't like leave the island for real like without you know a state id or nobody was really traveling to the island for like four months which was phenomenal (laughs) phenomenal love that right and it was um, just like a time for me to kind of like reflect. And then I just started really getting into the design stuff. I did a design every day for a whole year, 2021, every single day, didn't miss a, a single day, just kept at it. And that was like a lot of fun. And I ended up putting out a few collections of clothes and I re- had really never like done a collection. I'd only done like a t-shirt mm-hmm. or a long sleeve. And then to be able to put out a whole collection like I did, my first like full collection that I did, I did a camera bag fully customized with the back panel of all like iridescent 3M. So when you took a picture of it, it flashed in different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had like a rubber stamp on the front of it, fully had that manufactured, super sick. Um, I did t-shirts, three different t-shirts, all of photos that I took and graphics that I made front and back. Mm-hmm. Um, I did puzzles that I took of like four photos and I just did one of each cause I knew that was going to be like a harder item to sell. So I just wanted to do one offs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did, uh, the side bag, the t-shirt, the puzzle. I think I did something else. I can't remember. I'm terrible about like my products right. and stuff because like, I don't even keep stuff for myself for real. Yeah. I noticed that with a lot of the like stuff, like even in our conversation, like why, why is that? Why don't you, I think that, like anybody creatively can kind of speak on this. Like, of course, like I love the stuff that I do, but like by the time that the collection comes out, like I've already looked at this stuff for four, five months. Like I've already like mentally passed it. Right. So by the time like you guys as consumers like get it, like I'm already like, I'm already on to the next thing. And I think the biggest thing was um, after I did the In a World of Our Own collection. So that was the next like big collection that I did mm-hmm. six or seven months later. I did reversible tote bag i did hoodie i did t-shirt i did a bucket hat crazy Mm -hmm. crazy (laughs) um and then i did like bracelets and stickers and all this other crazy stuff with it by the time that that like was literally like put out to the public that same week shout out to my good high school friend joe dow back in michigan like he had sent me back a graphic that we had been working on for a long time and it was the butterfly graphic because i had said He had like stretched things out and it was basically like in the loose shape of a butterfly, but it didn't have the antennas. The wings weren't really shaped. And I said, can we turn that into a butterfly? Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's just, I thought that was cool. Like it looked sick. So put that into a butterfly before, like not even seven whole days after that collection was out, we had already planned like the next collection. I had had pillows made within a month of having that last collection out. So that just shows like how fast my mind works with things. Like I have something that I'm working on putting out. Mind you, I'd started this in February. So 
I'm looking at putting this out in October. I started it in February. That's eight months ahead of time. But that's also production, mm-hmm. lead time. I have to do ad campaign for it. I have to do the marketing. I have to, you know, find a venue to do a pop-up at. There's all these things that people don't think about. And I don't like to just, you know, do a, oh, I'm going to do a pre-order. You can buy my stuff and then you might get it in six weeks. <laughs> I hate that. I fucking hate that. Bro, and that the other thing is- that I hate is like when people who are making stuff, I, I shouldn't say hate. I dislike it. Hate is a strong word. You're I right. dislike yeah. when people do stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. because it's like, I don't know. Show me that you stand on your values mm-hmm. or that you believe in yourself. Make all 40 of these tees. Make all 40 of these hoodies. Do the whole collection in one go. But yeah. when you like do a Photoshop mock-up on a tee and it, oh man, this looks so sick. Twitter's going to eat this up. Right. And then you don't have a manufacturer for it <laughs> and you're making people wait 12 weeks. Bro, our minds work so fast. We Bro. don't care about that. No, nah, I was weeks. about to say at that point, I just want my money back so I can go buy something else. And you that's like I mean? a lot of the thing that I see like on Twitter. I think during the pandemic, a lot of people were just trying to cash in on the pre-order because Travis Scott was doing it. Like, oh, I'm going to do a pre-order. You're going to have to wait 16 weeks to get this McDonald's chicken nugget that's life-size. Bro, what? So, first of all, you're not Travis Scott. Do not make people (laughs) wait 12 weeks to get a T-shirt. Right. Have a manufacturer or even just somebody that knows how to screen print readily available. The other thing is, too, there's a difference between screen print and a digital or like a direct-to-garment print. Those are different. Those are different qualities. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, and then when you're getting blank t-shirts, a lot of the blank t-shirt sites, they're sold out of stuff. You got to know that ahead of time because otherwise you're writing emails to people. Oh, we don't have it. So always just, if you really believe in what you're doing, you got to make that gamble on yourself. Stay 10 toes, right? do everything up front. I, again, no disrespect. I got friends that do the pre-order thing, but then that's also to kind of like gauge. They don't know how much demand they wake and they don't want to like, you know, do a restock of it. They want to just all right, I want to make this shirt. How many people want to buy into it? And they usually have it ready in like a month because, you know, if you're printing 300 shirts, like that doesn't take a weekend to do. It's a little bit of time. So with that, I kind of get it. But then with all these like, you know, Instagram brands and all this crap, stop. (laughs) Just stand on your product. Yeah. And speaking of that, that also leads to just kind of with, you know, like your knowledge and everything and with, you know, your previous work, where are you at with that now? Like, is there something else that you're working on currently? Like, yeah. And like I had just like, um, like just briefly mentioned, there's something that I'm working on for like October mm-hmm. and, um, or like towards the end of this year, I'm trying to look on it. Um, I'm trying to do like a project. And right now, like I have, uh, shoot, let me pull up this email. <laughs> um, I've got a whole sheet of it. But that's like something that I'm like really looking forward to. Okay. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different things that I'm trying to create. Jesus. Three different like designs overall mm-hmm. for what they are. And it's something that like when I get into something, like I go all in. Like I got four different versions of this t shirt. Right. I've As got, you should. Yeah. And yeah. I just continue. And I think that's the nice thing also is like doing things so far out is it allows you to really be to like kind of step back and look at it objectively and not be so, oh, like this is amazing. Like step back, look at it. Am I still going to like this in four months? Am I still going to like this in three months? Am I still going to like this in two months? True. And the big thing too that a lot of people misconstrue is 
a graphic can look cool on the computer. Mm-hmm. A graphic can look cool on the computer on a mock-up. And then a graphic can look cool when it's printed. So those are all three different elements. Mm-hmm. A gr- some graphics are just meant to be digital. Some are meant to look cool on a mock-up. But then once you bring them to life, that's when you really know. And that's what I think you know is super important too, is actually bringing those ideas to life. So I'm just ready to hit the ground running with this stuff and really just get product in hand because you know me when I go all in. Like I'm really right. all in. Everything I'm going to do is going to be quality right yeah so i can't I, I can't wait bro i'm not gonna lie i feel like i've seen a bits and parts of it myself and uh, i don't want to give away too many clues wait on it yeah so i know it's gonna be great and uh i'm definitely looking forward to it man i uh i guess that's it you know um i guess this is the time where we kind of close it and shut it down uh is anything else you want to get off here um Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, I no. appreciate it. First episode. First episode, man. Second try at it. Second try, man. <laughs> and that's okay. Trials that's okay. and tribulations. You exactly. You got to make sure it's right. But yeah, I just, I really appreciate you having me on the podcast and more blessings and more life to you on this new creative journey that you're on. And I'm yeah. excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, me too, man. I'm definitely excited and I, I definitely appreciate you coming on. You know, I, I definitely, I think for me, Dry Clean Only is just something I, I want to give all of my homies who create uh, just a voice, you know, a, a platform. A platform. Um, I'm sure they already have a voice, but, you know, just a chance to get their thoughts off and, you know, let us know. So I think it's just a good place to just have open conversation. Just relax. Yeah, definitely relax. So with that, man, we gone. E10. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. Talk to y'all soon.